0: 18. Acts chapter 18. We've been in the book of Acts a long time now, and we're continuing here, chapter number 18. And look with me tonight down at verse number 9. Acts 18, if you remember, last two weeks ago, because last week we had the Harvest Festival, but we looked at the fact that um, Paul was in Corinth, and uh, while he was there, we've seen some things that have taken place. And that some received the Lord. We look there in verse six, it says, And when they opposed themselves and blasphemed, he shook his raiment, and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads, I'm clean, from whenceforth I go unto the Gentiles. And he departed thence, and entered into a certain man's house named Justice, one that worshipped God, whose house was hard to the Senate joined hard to the synagogue. And in Crispus the chief ruler of the synagogue believed on the Lord with all his house. And many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed, and were baptized. Then spake the Lord to Paul in a night night by a vision, Be not afraid, but speak, and hold not thy peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in this city. And he continued there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. And Gallo was a deputy of Achaia. The Jews made insurrection with one accord against Paul, and brought him to the judgment seat, saying, This fellow persuadeth men to worship God contrary to the law. And when Paul was now about to open his mouth, Gallio said unto the Jews, if it were a matter of wrong or wicked lewdness, O ye Jews, reason would that I would should bear with you. But if it be a question of words and names and of your law, look ye to it, for I will be no judge of such matters. And he drave them, and he drave them from the judgment seat, and all the Greeks took um, Sethanis, the chief ruler of the synagogue. And beat him before the judgment seat. And Gallio cared for none of those things. Interesting verses that we look at tonight. But you'll notice that as we look at Paul, it's like everywhere he goes, he does the same thing. He goes in the synagogue and preaches Jesus. And before too long, somebody gets mad at him, and he's got to move on to another city. And he can't stay anywhere very long Because the longer he stays somewhere the more that people are bothered and he just has to keep moving As we look here tonight and we see these things I want you to realize something It is very, it's it's a good thing and when we look at this passage tonight. I love how the Lord works and talks to Paul and encourages him There are times in ministry that you just need encouragement And some might not understand what that totally is about. And then others in this room know exactly what I'm talking about. There are those moments. And I think this was one of those moments the Lord knew it. And so he literally told Paul, I love what it says there in verse number 9. As we look, it says, Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. And I'm going to be with you. And no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. You're going to be okay, Paul, to stay here for a little bit. It's going to be all right. No one's going to hurt you in this city. I'll be with you. I will get you through. We see that tonight. Now, as we look at this passage and we see things, in the work of God, sometimes there's fear that creeps into each of us. Fear comes in. Paul said it in 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, and verse 3 and 4. He says, and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. This is the great Apostle Paul. In weakness, and fear, and in trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with the enticing words of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of the, of the Spirit and the power. And he realized you know, it takes strength to admit weakness. It does. A lot of times we think we're strong when we don't admit weakness. But strength is admitting your weakness so you can grow in those areas. And God was there to help Paul along the way. I love that. And we're going to look at that tonight as we look at this passage of Scripture. Father, I pray you bless the few minutes that we have tonight and as we look at this passage. And I pray that you guide our hearts and our minds as we look at it. And thank you for the encouraging words you left with Paul. And even we see later on, someone gets, someone gets beaten, but it's not Paul pray that you would just work in our lives tonight as we look at this passage tonight help us realize in the work of God and what's ahead of us that you've got a plan you've got a purpose and we need to trust you and not fear but trust trust and fear don't go together in the same sentence yet many times it's that fear and trembling inside of us that hurts a lot of things that you're wanting to do and the work that you want to do in our lives I pray you bless the time that we have guide our thoughts guide our direction In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we look at this passage of Scripture, and as we dive into the notes here tonight, and look at some things, we start off number one. Literally, we see the comfort of the Lord coming to Paul. The comfort of the Lord. And you'll notice that you see that some people are getting saved here in Corinth, and you see the fact that the persecution hasn't come yet. But everywhere Paul goes, it doesn't take but a little bit of time And something else starts happening. And so you'll notice as we look here, some people believe, and as we look at this, um, over and over again we see the fact that Paul gets shut down in the ministry and all these crazy things happen. But you'll notice that we see here that the Lord tells him, "Hey, Hey, Paul, in a vision, don't be afraid. That word fear is uh it means to put to flight to flee to fear to be afraid to be struck in fear to be seized with alarm to be startled by strange sights or occurrences to fear to be afraid of one to fear to do something for fear of harm literally the lord tells him here hey don't fear you know what that tells me that paul was fearful how many of you ever get fearful In the work of God, you get fearful. In life, you get fearful. And the Lord comforted Paul and says, hey, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of a couple things mentioned here. First of all, letter A, we see don't be afraid of the enemies of the gospel. Don't be afraid of the enemies of the gospel. You look back at our text as we're looking here, and it says, be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace, and no man is going to hurt you, he says. He says, Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 7 and 9, it says, For I will not see you now by the way, but I trust to tarry a while with you, if the Lord permit. But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost, for a great door and effectual is open unto me. And there are many adversaries. And all along the way, as Paul did the work of God, and as he continued on, we see the fact that literally there was adversary after adversary. And we think about for the children of Israel, for us in our lives... Sometimes in life, is it just me or is it, do you feel the same way? At times it feels like everything's against you and just everything's not going the way you think it should and one problem after another. Well, children of Israel, when they go to battle and things, Deuteronomy chapter 20, verses 1 through 4 says, When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies and seest horses and chariots and a people more than thou, be not afraid of them. For the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be, when ye are come nigh unto the battle, that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people, (coughs) and shall shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye reproach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint. Fear not. do not Do not tremble. Neither be ye terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies and to save you. I want you to understand something, whatever enemies we face for the Lord, and I don't know if you realize this, you look at our world and where everything's heading, everything, it just seems like, and I could be wrong, I'm not, a, uh, I'm, not a pro- I'm not prophesying about what's coming in the upcoming days or anything like that, but all the craziness going on in Israel right now, it should get Christians' attention just a little bit right now. And I know there's been stuff going on before, and there's always stuff going on in the Middle East and things like that, but when you hear Iran now is upset about things, and uh, Russia is tying in, and you hear all these different places and getting mad at Israel at the same time, it wasn't going to take long. It's amazing. It seemed like at first everybody was kind of on Israel's side. And then as Israel does their thing, now everybody's turning from Israel because that's, that's what they do. This world doesn't lie, and it's... It's amazing that the Bible's so true when it comes to Israel. They're God's people, and no one's going to ever like them. They never will. There's always going to be problems that they have and things that they face. And you, I know there are some Christians out there that say, "Well, that's the Palestinian land. No, that's the land God promised to Israel. Don't forget that. Palestinians can have all sorts of land in all other places. That's not theirs right there. That belongs. The Bible says it belongs to Israel. And we'll leave that there and not go deeper on that thought. But you look at the way the world's going, it's not going to be long. It's not going to be that long till we're done with everything, I think. But I also think as we get closer to that day, there are some Christians out there that think, "Okay, we're going to go, we're going to be raptured out before the tribulation." I'm a i am believe in that. But I don't believe it's going to be easy leading up to the day that we're raptured out of here. We are a very soft, we have we're very soft Christians today. Weak Christians today. Where literally we have an ingrown toenail and we don't go to church But those that literally will have a gun put to their head if they go to church will still go to church The big difference in the two And as we face things and no matter what comes our way We don't need to fear because you got to understand that God is greater than all the enemies out there And God reminds Paul of this he says don't be afraid of the enemies of the gospel Let her be don't be afraid of the the responsibilities of leadership. You notice what he says right there in that verse. He says, Speak. Don't hold back. Speak the truth. It seems like everywhere that Paul went and was bold and spoke the truth, it got him in trouble, didn't it? Literally everywhere he went, people hated him for what he said. And we think about these things and we see what, the, and we think about all that Paul went through in his life. 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-four 24 through 28. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, saved one. Forty stripes was a death sentence. One less was their grace on the situation. So he was beaten five times within one whip of his life. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day have I been in the deep, In journeys often in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, basically in perils everywhere, in perils among false brethren in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, beside those things that are without, and that which cometh unto me daily, the cares of all. He's like, now, caring for a church and caring for the things that I do in my life, that's a full-time load. He says, besides all that stuff on the outside, besides being beaten five times, Almost 40 stripes. Besides going through all these things, I still had to take care of the church daily, too. That's quite a load. That's quite a load, quite a responsibility there. And as we look at these things and we think about it, we think about the leadership that Joshua had. In Joshua chapter number one, be strong, have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid neither be thou dismayed for the lord thy god is with thee wherever thou goest when god wants you to do something he always equips you for the task at hand he does in all honesty over the past several weeks i've been battling with the lord on something he's been working on me that i'm supposed to do and he said why why would you battle with god you battle with him too I know we like to sing the song "I surrender all, I surrender all to Thee, my blessed Savior." I surrender all. I don't even like that song (laughs) because I've never surrendered all to the Lord, and I don't like. I can sing the song "Jesus paid it all" because He did, but I don't sing "I surrender all" because I never have. We really should rewrite that song. I surrender some i surrender some all to thee my blessed savior i surrender some that's the truth doesn't that fit better in our lives and there are times that the lord and this is the thing when the lord wants you to do something he makes it work and like the situation that i've been looking at my own life it's like i don't see how it's supposed to work there's no feasible way to make this work but then i know for a fact that this is what god wants So how do you do what God wants you to do when you don't see a way for it to work? I don't know. I'm trying to figure that one out right now. But if the Lord wants you to do something, you need to do what he calls you to do. Hey, don't be afraid of the responsibilities of that leadership. Then let her see, don't be afraid of the works of the Lord. I still remember the day that God called me to preach I was not excited I was not jumping up and down I didn't go to everyone that I knew and said hey I was called to preach today I've been around people that's happened there are some people I was called to preach I was called to preach that's wonderful I didn't do that I told God no remember I just said I sing the song I surrender some so that's yes fits in that instance too And you say, well, why didn't you surrender when the Lord wanted you to preach? Why didn't you say, yes, Lord, I'll do what you want? Fear. Being in front of people still scares me to death to be in front of people. Say, well, I know I'm in front of you right now, but I look around the room a lot and don't try to make good eye contact because then I forget what I'm doing with all of you. COVID was kind of nice when I just had a camera staring at me that was the only part I liked I do, but then it made me appreciate you all being here but there was fear starting a church when I started a church fear starting up our Christian school here fear I still don't know if that was the right decision but fear this decision that I was mentioning a few minutes ago there's fear there real fear but when God's going to work and God does what he does, we just need to trust him. The Lord knows. When Mary was supposed to have Jesus, what did the angel say to her? Fear not, Mary. In Luke chapter number 1, I believe it is. In verse number 30, And fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. When the disciples saw him on the water, walking on the water, they needed some assurance And what the Lord tell them in Mark 6, verse 49 and 50. But when they saw him walking upon the water, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out, for they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and said unto them, Be of good cheer to his eye, be not afraid. He knew how they were feeling. And we see the comfort that comes from the Lord. We see number two tonight. We see the command of the Lord. In verse number 9 text says and the Lord said there re- in the verse you know by vision be not afraid but speak and hold not thy peace we see what the Lord said here is hey you need to you need to preach it don't hold back it's the command that the Lord has given all of us right it comes from Matthew 28 verse 18 and 19 Jesus said all power is given unto me in heaven and earth and because all power is given to him in heaven and earth we're supposed to go right Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them into the, the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Ghost. Um, yeah, that's the verses there. And um, we're, that's what we're supposed to do. And as we look here, what did the Lord tell him to do? First of all, letter A, he told him to speak. Speak. We could think of, when we think about speak there, we think about what the angel of the Lord. Said and told, the, told in, uh, I think, Peter in Acts 5, verse 19 and 20. The angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go, stand, and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. Speak. It was a command to speak. Tell people. You know, not, people don't always want to hear it. This morning we got to have, if you were here in the second service, Jesse from the rescue mission was here today. He's a, he's a sweet guy. He's a nice guy. And, uh, and he's just bold for the Lord. The, yesterday they ran out of English tracts at the mission. So all he had was Spanish ones today. So I took him out to lunch to do some talking with him and things. And he's asking the, wait, the waiters at this place... Do you speak Spanish? Because he wanted to give them a Spanish track. He was that eager to get the gospel out. We're supposed to speak it. Not only that, but we see as we look at this verse, you speak it, and then it says, And hold not thy peace, we see there's a command not only to speak, but let her be. We see there's a command to action here. Keep on speaking, hold not thy peace. If you look at the word speak there, the mood that the tense is in in Greek there, it's in the context, it's an exhortation based on a condition. It's like if Paul obeys the command to speak, then based on that condition, he's exhorted to keep on speaking and not be silent. And we see that God comforts him, and then he commands him. And then we see lastly tonight, number three we see the Lord's help along the way. It's one of the things that we need to make sure that we really see. The Lord came to Paul to comfort him, and then God says, all right, Paul, I've got something for you to do. You need to just keep on going. And then we see how the Lord worked in his life and the things that happened here. As we look at the Lord's help here, we see letter A, we see his presence. God made a promise to Paul, I I am with thee. The idea is that God's saying, I will be there, I will protect you, I will be there and get you through. It's kind of like what the Lord said to all of us, and when he gave the Great Commission, He says, Teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And God, you think about this God is still everything. Do you realize that tonight? God without man is still God. Man without God is nothing. I'll say that one more time for you. God without man is still God. Man without God is nothing. Bible tells us in Hebrews, we'll be here before long in chapter 13, verse 5 and 6, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee, and I'll never forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man can do to me. And so as we look at these verses, we see the fact that God says, hey, Paul... Don't fear. Go preach, and I will be with you as you do it. He promises him his presence, and then, letter B, we see his promises that are given. And God says some specific things to Paul to encourage him as he's there in Corinth. And these promises helped him overcome his anxiety and fear and do the work of God. What's the first promise there? Number one, that no man will hurt thee. You know what God said? You might have been beaten in other places. You might have been kicked out of cities. But you can stay here. And no one's going to hurt you while you're here. And then we see, secondly, what was the point of this? Because there are much people in the city. And God had a purpose in regards to people getting saved in the city of Corinth. I believe in God's foreknowledge here. He knew that there were going to be people that got saved and a great work done here. And based on this promise, Paul stayed there a year and a half. It was one of the longest periods of time Paul spent anywhere on his missionary journeys. And the difference? The Lord comforted his heart and told him to keep going. And we see, and the Lord said, I'll be with you as you do these things. And it's amazing to me that we see what took place in Paul's life at this time he probably also while he was in Corinth at this time pinned part of 1 Thessalonians from Corinth at this time and some also think the book of Galatians was written while he was there in Corinth at this time whatever it was this is the longest one of the longest stops that Paul ever made and the reason it was one of the longest stops he ever made is because the Lord came to him and hey Paul, don't be afraid. Go do what I've called you to do. And as you do what I've called you to do, I will take care of you. I will provide for you. No one's going to hurt you. And there are going to be many people that turn to Christ in this city. God gave Paul exactly what he needed. Do you realize he does that for us? There are times that God even takes care of all of our wants but he does supply all of our needs. Sometimes we don't know what our needs are. He knows what our needs are. But the Lord knew this what Paul needed. And may I encourage you tonight? Most of us in this room, and I don't think any of us tonight, are going to have the Lord come in a vision to us and say, Hey, Brian. Although it'd be nice. Sometimes with things, it'd be nice for the Lord to come in a vision and say things. I don't think the Lord's going to do that. But do you know what the Lord's going to do for you? He's given you his book that's full of promises, full of God speaking to us. And God will speak to us through his word and give you the encouragement that you need and the help that you need to get through each day.